Welcome to the Overcomers Radio Hour with Sean Ryan and friends. Please feel free to call us at 609-614-3801 so we may assist you in overcoming life-controlling issues. Here's Sean Ryan. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Overcomers Radio Hour where hope is alive and, well, still well, Jimmy. Yep. Hope is still well, buddy. It's Friday night, man. I just had a long drive back from Pennsylvania. Mm. Yeah. That's a, that's a, like a long drive, man. It's like an hour and 45 minutes. And it's just like kind of straight highway, like highway to highway to highway. And then it becomes like two lanes. And then there's like trucks everywhere. It gets a little old. Mm. But it's okay. Well, thank you for coming on tonight. I know you, I called you last minute because I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I said, you know, I'm going to come back. I'm going to do I asked my wife. I said, hi, baby. I love you. By the way, Michelle Ryan. Um, I said... I'm, tra- I'm a traveler today. <laughs> it's a little joke between me and her. So I'm a traveler, and I'm traveling home to uh, to New Jersey from Pennsylvania. And um, I said, uh, I asked her, should I do the radio show tonight? And she says, eh, why not? So I told Joe I would do it. Um, <clears throat> and then I, I hit you up, and you were you were kind enough to come hang out with me tonight in the studio. My pleasure. Yeah, My you're, pleasure. Well, you're a great host, so I love having you on the show. So, it's going to be a good night tonight. We're going to talk about a, a couple things, but the main thing I want to talk about is, before we start telling you what's going on around here, is why do Christians relapse? Hmm. Why do Christians relapse? Okay? That is a big problem in our society. But first of all, just people relapse in general, yeah. and we can kind of go about that too, but I'm going to tell you why Christians relapse. Hmm. What it is about our what we start doing wrong that starts sending us back into uh, our old behaviors. Well, we want to hear it. Oh, okay, very good, very good. Jim, do you have a scripture to open up with? Anything? Uh, Anything? Well, I got a bunch of them, so I'll read the first one Give I see Give me one here. you got. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Amen, amen. By his divine power. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I was talking that in Teen Challenge. They were talking about uh, that God is sovereign over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Ephesians, you read a lot about that. Not Justin Wetech, he's a traveler, not a driver. Traveler. Mm-hmm. Um, in Ephesians, he talks, it's, it's his goodwill, it's his divine purpose, him, him, him. And I always tell people, God saved you for himself, by himself, and from himself. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. He, well, he did. He saved you for himself. Yes. He saved you by himself. Okay. He predestined it before the foundation's wealth, right? Okay, that's For true. salvation. And he saved you from who? H- himself. I mean, who do you stand before when judgment comes? It's not okay. Satan. No. You're not standing, behind, you're not standing uh, in front of Satan. You're not standing in front of a judge in court. You are standing before Jesus Christ. All right. He's, Although it's uh, said and taught that there's a judgment for Christians, but it's we won't be judged whether we go to heaven or hell. What would be yeah. we be judged for? Uh, your the works that you did, your, your life, right? Yeah. But no matter who you are, non-Christian, Christian, everybody stands in front of 
God. He's the judge. So he saves you by himself, for himself, from himself. Hmm. He saved you from his own wrath, right? Right. I mean, think about that. Okay, anyway. So we're going to talk about a little bit about why Christians relapse. But first, I want to talk about uh, some of the things that are going on here. This is a cool week. If you have not been to our church, you want to come now, especially if you uh, deal with addiction, had a past with addiction, no family members that are in addiction, because this week's service is all about addiction. Hmm. And if anybody has a pretty good idea about it, who's at least lived through it, maybe didn't battle it, but lived through it, because, uh, you know, his daughter uh, went through it, um, uh, is Pastor Russ. Right. And, he, and he was a director of Brooklyn Teen Challenge. Hmm. So he has a very good understanding of addiction, right? Yes. Or at least from one perspective. Not the perspective of the user, but the perspective of the parent, parent of a user. That's correct. So if you have never been to our church, we have two services, 9 and 11, right? So if you're listening on the radio, drive in, you just happen to tune into us. What's up, Faith Marindola, Cindy, Justin, what's up, everybody? My son, Cameron, Joe Crouchman. Um, if you are driving on the radio and you hear, happen to hear us or you're on Facebook, you happen to see us, and you've never been to our church, this would be a good week to come. Yes, it would be. Especially if you know somebody with a life-controlling issue. Go ahead. And Wednesday at 12 o'clock, there's a prayer meeting. And did you know that uh, M- Michelle Spadero's daughter had a serious brain? I, f- I don't know if it was a tumor or not, but we prayed for her last mm. week, and she went to the doctors, and it's gone. There's Amen. nothing there. Amen. Which, which, which daughter was that? I don't know. I knew really? you were going to ask me, but I didn't know. Wow. I, just I did know. not hear that. Yep. I'm going to have to ask my wife about that. So there's when, a when Wednesday at noon she, prayer time. Wednesday at noon is a prayer time. Always good place to go. So Wednesday at noon is prayer time. But Sunday morning, 9-11, if you know somebody's in addiction or dealt with addiction or you're in addiction and you need to hear a word from the Lord, you want to come this Sunday, 9 or 11. If you're a man and you need a place to go in the morning and you want to fellowship with men, you want to come at 8 o'clock, it's called the F Troop. And trust me, if you battle addiction, you have life-controlling problems, or even if you don't, you just need some good men to hang around, that's a great group to join. It's been a group, part of my life for, ooh, like five years now. How about Friday night? Friday night, you can go to Overcomers, right? That's a faith-based 12-step group that takes place right here in the church, too, at the Life Center building. Starts at 7. Actually, it'll start about 7.15. We usually give everybody a little leeway to get in. It is ran by our very own Pastor Ruben. Then they got a few other people who chime in, come here, come there, some guest speaker stuff like that. It is a great group full of great people. So if you need a recovery group to go to, or just a group to go to where there's good fellowship, good people, you can discuss any life-controlling issue, you want to go to Overcomers on Friday nights at 7. Just go into the Life Center building, ask them where it's at, they'll point you in the right direction. Now, if you're listening to the radio, which you should be, 92.9 WIFI Life Radio, okay, FM, you definitely should be tuning in on certain times, right? During the day, you want to hear it because it's drive time with Andrew in the afternoon. It's the afternoons with Candace. I think it's the afternoons with Candace, something like that. But you definitely want to um, you definitely want to listen to those things uh, during the week, and then on the weekends uh, there is Saturday I think at twelve sports talk with Andrew, which I've gotten a chance to be on, which is a cool show talking about sports, local sports, Philly sports, things like that. He talks a lot about hockey. I'm not a big hockey fan, uh, but you know if you like hockey, uh, but they know their stuff. They're not big Giants fan. I'm a New York Giants fan, so I don't I don't get to hear much of that. But when I get on, I get to talk about it a little bit, so I like it. Uh, and then Wednesday, uh, Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, right. you got Pastor Matt, right? Pastor Matt Bowen talking about um, 
Different things. Different things. What's it? What's this called? At, outtakes. No, Outback, Outtakes, something like that. I can't remember the name. Uh, outtakes. So, well, I forget the name of the show. It's on 3 and o'clock. How about Mary Brown and her... 12.30, right? No. 10.30. 10? Her Prayer Warriors. What, day, what time's that on? Uh, Come on, Jim, you're killing me. If you get, we got to know what time it's on. I, I want to say it's 10, 10.30, something like that. So... Listen up. On Saturday, there's a lot to listen to. Friday night, you know you got us at 10 o'clock. Um, so Life Radio is offering a lot of stuff right now, 92.9. And you know who we get sponsored by, which I think is really cool, because mm-hmm. I own a bunch of these pillows, the My Pillow guy. Oh, boy. Yeah, Mike Lindell, right? Praise God. I love the blue button-up silk shirt he has. <laughs> He's always well, wearing he always shows his cross. Yes, he always shows his cross, and he always has the blue button-up. Speaking of shirts, I would just like to point out that I have a white... Shirt with pink flamingos on it today. So I have white shirt with pink flamingos. If if anybody just wanted to know, I think it's a really cool shirt. Okay. You, you think about it, it's a good shirt. Yeah. I got a lot of compliments on the shirt today. I actually wore it because I had a very big program leadership meeting um, at Teen Challenge. Okay. So I got to get in front of the CEO and all the other directors and VPs or whatever, and I have to tell them about you know how the the uh, the lo- my, my program, my division's going and update them on things and blah, blah, blah. So I said, I'm going to break out my new pink, white with pink flamenco shirt. One, because it will distract them, right? <laughs> so I can, so I, so I get it with my icebreaker, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but it now went really well. So anyway, I love my shirt. Just wanted to point that out there. My wife helped me pick that up. She did buy it for me for Father's Day. Or no, was it Father's Day? Yeah, we just had Father's Day, right? So for Father's Day, my wife bought it for me. So thank you, honey, for my, for my shirt. He uh, looks good. Oh, and my wife says it's outsourced at 3 p.m. on Saturdays, and Mary Brown, the Prayer Warriors, is 10.30 to 11.30 on Saturday. Okay. Thank you, babe. In the clutch, my wife comes through again. She does all the time. All the time. She's very clutch, right? So we're going to talk about why Christians relapse. All right, let's okay. hear it. What is it? So if you think you know why Christians relapse, please, you can definitely put a comment in. Now, listen, I can't follow you on the comments too well because for some reason this feed Never seems to follow too well. So what I'm going to do, actually, here's what I'm actually going to try to do. it. I'm going to try to do it on my phone, too, and see if I can't follow along that way. And then maybe I can maybe I can uh, see your comments and, and get in touch with you guys that way, too. We'll see what happens. Uh, there we go. So now I'm good. I'm on. I think I'm right there. Let me see what happens. I just touch pay. Boom. All right. I'm live with that. So why do Christians relapse? You have a couple ways you can chime in. 609-614-3801, you can call in, give us a few minutes, let's get into the conversation first, and then you can call in, or you can put a comment on uh, Facebook Live and uh, go that way. Now, if you listen, also, if you know anybody who needs help, yeah. if you're listening and you need help, that's really the point of the show, right? To give you information, to kind of walk you through some scripture, walk you through addiction and recovery, but we also want to help people, Jimmy. Right. Right? We want them to call in and say, look, I need help. Get me into a program, which I can help you do, because... I'm the director of one, so I have a. I can help you get set up to try to get you into a program, or we can refer you to some other faith-based programs, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, it doesn't matter. We will do our best to make sure that you have some type of help. There's hope for the hopeless, right? There's hope. That's right. Our motto at Teen Challenge or our, our, our mission statement is bringing wholeness to the hopeless, right? Yeah. And we do that one way through the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So here's what I'm going to do. Listen, ready, everybody? I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to play a song, and then I want you to be prepared. We're coming out of Galatians 5, 16 through 26. Why do Christians relapse? Get your questions ready or get your thoughts ready, and then we'll talk about it, and we will be right 
back. All of your favorite Christian music. It just gives us life. For King and Country. people say. Life Radio WIFI, your inspiration station. Count to three and say a prayer. Down for love and up for air. Underwater, overjoy. Water for a thirsty soul. Water for a thirsty soul. Baptize me into your love. Oh, my spirit's overcome. Body, mind, and skin. I think I just heard it on the way into. So sorry, Joe Crouchman, I doubled up on that song. But 
you know, I like it, so and other people like it, so I'm sure they'll be all right with it. So I just want to talk about this too. If you can see, if you're on Facebook Live, your Life Recovery Bible, I'd highly recommend this. If you are um, in addiction or in recovery, um, or just somebody with life controlling issues, or you just need a good Bible that has a devotional in it, some footnotes. Um, talks about the 12 steps in here too. This is a great Bible. I can't, I'm like turning it backwards here. Life Recovery Bible. All right, they're not expensive. This is the uh, travel size. There's a bigger size. There's a large print. Definitely recommend you getting it. Um, and we use this, uh, we, we teach Faith-Based 12 Steps at Teen Challenge, Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge. We do that every Tuesday. This is the book we use, and it does come with a workbook that'll force you to answer some questions to kind of make you dig a little bit deeper into yourself and into what's going on with you. So we're coming out of Galatians 5, 16 through 26, and the question is, why do Christians relapse? Now, I'm going to read it from the New King James, which is a, a good translation, uh, I'm an ESV guy usually, uh, which is even a little bit more to the original text. And then the NSB probably is your closest to the original text when it comes to standard English. Um, but then there's the NIV, the NLT, and they're a little different. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this in the, in the New King James, and then I'm going to point out some 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 different differenti- differentials. That's what I was trying to get uh, with the NIV to to this. So. So here we go, Galatians 5, 16 through 26. Now listen up, it's important. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And those are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revivalries, and the things of the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So that is a really, really deep text. Mm A lot of wealth of of knowledge in there, wealth of knowledge in that thing. And when we break it down, you're going to see... Why Christians relapse? Okay, let's see. Now we teach this. I teach this at Pennsylvania. Don't teach you. As a matter of fact, I I I, t- I taught this later at two thirty today. As a matter of fact, um, this is one of the classes that we have on, on why you relapse, what it is, what what you do that causes you to relapse, and this is an important thing. Um, so now, first of all, Jimmy. Now, mine says, "I say then walk in the Spirit." What does your say right there in the first? So I say live. Okay. By the Spirit. So the better word, the better translation would be walk in the Spirit at that point, based on the Greek and going from the Greek to the English, right? So the first thing he says, I say then walk in the Spirit. And I'm going to ask you a question, Jimmy. What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? That is a good question. Any idea what you think that might mean? It means I'll have to guess at it. Okay, very good. It's a hard question. Okay. But walking in the Spirit means 
following what the Holy Spirit, who lives inside us, along with the Word of God, what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. Okay. I'm going to agree. Yep, I believe that. But that's still hard to determine it, sometimes. It is hard to determine. So the, the only way to really determine that for me, yeah. right, for me to see that and say, okay, i got to walk in the Spirit. How am I going to walk in the Spirit? What If I'm walking, I, I, need, I need to know how to walk, right? right? So my instructions on how to walk in the Spirit are what? Come from where? The Word of God. The Word of God. So he's basically saying to me anyway, when I read this, and I, I think this is true, and we can really break it down in text if we want to go back and forth. But he's saying, listen, the Word of God. How do you walk in the Spirit? You read the Word of God. Okay. Can't that, go wrong. You can't go wrong. That's your initial step, right? Right. When guys come into Teen Challenge, the first thing we do is we say, look, son, we got to learn this thing, right? right. This, is, this is your, we're going to take baby steps with this bad boy, right? We're going to start, we're going to crawl. Remember what B-I-B-L-E meant? Basic in, basic instructions before leaving Earth, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So the B-I-B-L-E, we're going to walk in the Spirit. We're going to walk in because this is the Spirit of truth. This yes. is truth. This is come. This is the Spirit. This Bible is Spirit. That's this right. is the Spirit of God right here. Everything, everything. And it's alive. And it's alive. Everything living, breathing, He is here and never changes. Someone's calling already. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a call, and we're going to listen to what you got to say. Give me a second. Make sure I get this thing right. Let's see if we got it. Let's check it out. Overcomers Radio Hour, you're on the air. Hey, guys. It's Faith. Hey, Faithful Faith. I can hey, hear you. Can, can you hear? Can you hear on the radio? Yeah. yeah okay. Go ahead, Faith. Hey. Okay, I was just going to say, um, I think that with some of this stuff, we forget that we're given coping mechanisms in other places in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, taking every thought captive right, to huh? the power that's, of Christ. That's a good one. And... You know, really, and one of those fruits of the spirit is self-control. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're given we're given different things to do, and you know, rather than all the stuff that conventional therapy would tell you, you know, breathing exercises and meditation, <laughs> you know, we're we're given instructions on how to do the right things to stop the obsessive thoughts, the cravings, things like that. Right. And I think we discount them a lot. Mm-hmm. And we're not really incorporating some of those into, you know, our recovery. No, no, I agree. I agree completely. Good point. So that's just my two cents. Excellent. Well, those are excellent two cents. And we thank you for your two cents. And I thank you for calling in because it's been a while since I heard your voice over the phone, Faith. So it was a nice, yeah, ref- it was a nice refreshing revisit of that. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks. All right. Have a, have a good night. God bless. All right, you too. Good night. Night. All right, so Faith made, she made some good points, right? There yeah. are coping mechanisms in the Bible. Right. And, and those are things that we should definitely have. But when you, ask, I'm telling you, when you ask someone who's in addiction who got saved and you say, why did you relapse? There's, a, there's basically the same answer every time. And we'll, I'm going to talk about that. I, wanna, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it yet okay because I want to walk through this a little bit here. Are you ready? Okay. So the first thing was I say then walk in the spirit and we established that if you walk in the spirit, which is reading the Word of God, that's our walking, he says you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So this will help keep those lustful desires away from you, okay? Right? He says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So everything that you want is contrary to everything this book's telling you. 
right? It's our, in our flesh. Our, our flesh, flesh right. lusts against what God wants, right? Because we're it's it's natural for us to yeah. to not want what we have a carnal or fleshly nature. That's right. That's sin a sinful nature. That's right, right? So those who are not in Christ, they are like that. All right. So he says. Spirit against the flesh and those contrary to one another, so that you do not do that. So, so that you says, listen now, listen. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Mm. Now, if you're in the flesh and the spirit is working, then you're not going to do the things the flesh wants. And if you're in the spirit, you're not going to do the things that the. No, if you're in the flesh. And you're not going to do these things that the spirit wants. If you're in the spirit, you're not going to do the things that the flesh wants. They're contrary to one another. So he says, the first thing you got to do is get into this word and start walking by this. Right? Yep. All right. Now, I heard it this way, and it's a simple simple way for me because I'm simple-minded. And this friend of mine said one time, uh, being a Christian and having a spirit and having a flesh, and it's like having two dogs inside you. Yep. Whichever dog you feed, that's the dog that's going to win out. If you feed your flesh, yes. you're going to win out the that's flesh. Right. That's if right. you feed your spirit, the spirit is going to win out. Amen. That's right. So walk. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to walk by this thing. So we're walking with the Lord, right? We're walking right. by the spirit. The next thing then he says in verse, what is that? Verse 18, he says, but if you are led by this spirit, you are not under the law. So if you're walking and you start to walk by the Spirit, what will happen is you will start to become, what, what's the word I'm looking for here, Jimmy? It's simple. It's easy. Led, right? Led is the word. He says, if you start walking in the Spirit, then you become led by the Spirit. But if you are led by the Spirit, the only way to be led by the Spirit is to start walking with it, right? You pick up that word, you start walking with it, and before you know it, it starts leading right. your day. Right. right. As you said, it's the Word of God also. What comes to my mind is the Scripture that says that that thy Word is a lamp that's right. unto my feet. So the and Word then, of God leads us. That's right. And it's light in the, in a dark path. That's right. Light, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, right? Is what it yeah. says? Amen. Yeah, that's what it says. All right. So now, verse 19, he starts giving us a barometer of our status, right, of where we are. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. So these things are, evi- these things are evident. They're, if they're in your life, it's evident that you are not walking in the Spirit, that you're not being led by the Spirit, right? Yeah. So he says, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, anger problems, right, anger issues, mm. Selfish ambitions, getting high, stealing money, all those things that you do to get high. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, you're angry, you're, you're, me and you aren't getting along, you're jealous, heresies, you're t- talking bad about things, you're lying about things, envying, you're envying what other people have. You're murdering people in your mind. You may not be physically murdering people, but murderers, if the Lord says if you, you hate somebody, then you murder them in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Drunkenness, you're getting drunk. Revelries and the like. Of which I tell you, tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past. Now, this is typical drug addict. Mm-hmm. People tell us these things aren't right. You can't be doing this, right? Paul's already told them before too. You can't do these things. These are not things of God. 
right? These are not the things of God. I told you, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I like that translation, practice, because other translations, those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And it's really more a a practice. It's like active participation. If you actively are participating in drinking, hating your brothers, selfish ambition, jealousies, you are not being led by the Spirit, right? Yeah, go back to and read the word, because I have a comment on, on the word that I have, but I want to see what word you have. After the word selfish ambition, and what's the next Dissensions, word? dissensions. And, all right, and then, and then the next word. Heresies. Heresies? Yeah, what do you have? NIV. I, I have factions, F-A-C-T-I-O-N-S. And what does it say? What's well, it, what's your well here's what I believe a, a faction is. Mm-hmm. A faction is... And, it's a group of, of Christians that just lump together, mm. and they don't allow other Christians to get into their little circle. Ah. And, and that's a work of the flesh, and that'll keep a, somebody that's trying to seek the Lord right. you know, away because you don't feel accepted. Right. Is that like so a click? It's a click. Like a click. Okay. It's a click. It's I like wh- it. It's a work of the flesh is the clicks. I'm game. I All like right. it. So he's basically saying, listen, if you're doing these things, you're not being led by the Spirit. No. You're not even walking with Spirit. If you're doing those things, you can't be reading the Word of God anyway. There's no way you can read the Word and actively continue practicing those things. Practicing, is what he's saying. Right. So if you're reading the Word of God and you're being starting to be led by the Spirit, you will not be practicing those right. things, right? Right. But then he says, this is where he tells you now, but the fruit of the Spirit is mm. love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So these things, those things, when you're being led by the Spirit, should be evident in your life, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to be perfect. I'm not saying you're not going to have uh, a, a angry outburst of wrath. Like it said, you're not going to be... It's not saying that you might not have those, but it's not your lifestyle. Anymore. No. That's not how you live. And you're going to have more long-suffering, more kindness, more goodness than you are those other things. He says, against such things there is no law, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So he's saying, oh, those who, if you're truly Christ's, that flesh has been crucified. Those things you used to do have gone. They've gone away, Mm -hmm. right? And then these new things have come. Now, this is 25. Now, listen to this. He says, if we live in the Spirit... now." This is the progression. Okay. Walk by the Spirit. We get Walk. into the Word of God. Walk. We're learning the Word of God. It's becoming part of who we are. Now it's going to start leading us in our daily lives. Okay. And as we're being led by so much and those flesh is being crucified and the Spirit is gaining momentum, we start to live by this thing. It is our lifestyle now, Jimmy. It right. is who we are. It is what we become. We don't just wake up and we walk a little bit, then we're led a little bit, and then it goes away. It's every day. We every wake day. at wake morning, noon, and night. It is who we are. It is our lifestyle. It's something we do daily. It's it's a habit. It's a ritual. It's something that's simple. We don't even got to think about it anymore, right? Amen. So then he says, if we live in the spirit, now listen to this. Let us also walk in the spirit. Hmm. Is it? Do you see what he's he's doing yeah. there? He's he's saying, all right. So you're living in the spirit. 
You're, right. It's your everyday daily life. It is who you are. And then he says, let us also walk. He goes right back to where it all began and says, let us basically continue what we started. Continue. Be consistent on that walking thing, which is picking up the word of God, right? So he says, you walk, which is, means we, we pick up the word of God and we walk in the spirit. That's how we walk in the spirit. This is our guide. This is our path. We're walking. As we continue to do this, we become led by it. It's what leads our daily lives. And then eventually, it is how we live. It's our lifestyle. But then Paul says, then, the other, one of the other versions says, keep in step with the Spirit, meaning go back to, keep in step, continue doing this, continue walking, continue going to this Word to be your guide. Because this is what he says at the end. This is the part that I really like. He says, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, Envying one another, other. and there, my friend, is where the relapse happens. Hmm. When you ask, and this is the question I asked earlier, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna tell you the answer to that question when I come back after I take this quick promo break. Hold on, let me get the. Uh, where's my? Uh, where's my? There it is. Hold on, let me get my thing. We'll be right back in one second. This is Life Radio WIFI, 92.9 FM, 1460 AM, and heard around the world at NJ.com. Burlington, Florence. Fox News, I'm Steve Rappaport. President Trump tweeting he's in no hurry to respond to Iran shooting down a U.S. drone, the president calling off a strike after generals told him 150 people could die. That would have taken place probably within a half an hour after I said go ahead. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was proportionate. The president speaking to NBC News, Iran insisting the drone violated its airspace. U.S. officials say it was flying over international waters at the time. A judge allowing the last abortion clinic in Missouri to remain open despite the state refusing to renew the clinic's license. In denying the license, Missouri's Department of Health and Senior Services leaned heavily on an inspection report that detailed several failed abortions at the clinic. The state's Republican Governor Mike Parson issued a statement reading, Planned Parenthood is losing its license because it failed to meet basic standards of care. Fox's Mike Tobin in St. Louis. This is Fox News. All right, we're back. Thanks for listening to that real quick. Look, Jimmy just brought up a great scripture to support what we're talking about right now. So go ahead, Jimmy, okay. explain it. Psalm 1, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day, day and night. night. And the progression there is first you're walking with the ungodly, yeah. then you're standing with them, right. then you're sitting down, then you're one of them. That's right. That's right. So if you don't want to do that, you, you do the opposite. It says you want the light, meditate in the word of God, At day the, and night. He says the law of the Lord, which comes from the, the word of God, right? The word so of God. day and night, day and night. that's how you start walking by the Spirit, right? Right. So then you're led. Then eventually when you become your lifestyle and you live, right? Yeah. And then he says, well, don't forget to keep in step. Keep walking. Go back to where it started, to where it actually, <laughs> how this whole thing began. Don't forget, right. Right. right? Because if not, you'll become, he says, don't become, hold on, let me, let me, let me, let me find it here. I, I lost my... Uh, and while you're finding, I'm the, going to say that the Word of God and the Holy Spirit will lead you not 
like the Christian who kept fishing weights in his pocket. And that way he, he said he always felt lead. But that's the... <laughs> that's good, Jimmy. Lead fishing weights. Amen. So, and he says, if we live by the Spirit so we can walk, we're led, then we live. And then he says, let us... And then he says, go back to continue, keep walking in the Spirit. He says, let us not become conceited. Let me tell you, here's what happens. Here's when Christians relapse. Tried and true, you ask every guy who's been through Teen Challenge, every woman who's been through Homey Home, everybody's a battle addiction, got saved, right? They got the initial high of Christianity, right? And they even started, they were, they were walking with the Spirit, they were led by the Spirit, and became their lifestyle. They became conceited. Hmm. They got prideful. Whoa. And they said, I got this. Pride goes before the fall. fall. I got this, Lord. Yeah. I don't need you anymore. Thank you. Hmm. And you know what they stopped doing? They stopped hmm. doing that walking thing. Hmm. The first thing they'll tell you is, I stopped reading my Bible. Hmm. I'm telling you. If anybody wants to, if you go somewhere, ask somebody who's a Christian who's been in an addiction, ask them when they first started relapsing, why they started relapsing. They're going to tell you the first thing I stopped going to church, hmm. I stopped reading my Bible, I stopped doing devotions. Hmm. They stopped the walking part. And that's why Paul finishes at the end. He says, but in, in the verse ESV, which I really love, he says, keep, after you're living by the Spirit, keep in step or right. walk in the Spirit. Don't forget the Bible. Don't forget what got you there. Amen. That walking with him daily. Like he says, meditate on it day and night. That right. will keep you led by it. It will become your lifestyle. You will live by it. And it's a beautiful cycle that will keep you sober for the rest of your life. And I believe the word meditate is the same word, which, and I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm trying to be instructing that, mm. that uh, a cow will regurgitate its cud. It'll bring its cud up and chew its cud yeah. and swallow it again yep. and then chew it, chew it, chew it, and then bring it up again. And that's what we should do with the Word of God. Take the Word of God and then bring it up again. Think right. about it. Meditate on it. Mutter. That's right. That's you know, right. just say the Word of God. Right. You know? And what we have to realize, too, is, and a lot of people, like, they say, oh, I, I relapsed. I relapsed. It means they used. No, you used. Mm. The day you the day you relapse is not the day you used. That's just the day you used. The relapse happened way before that, right? Mm. And yeah. what happens was you stopped doing the walking part, mm. right? You stopped renewing your mind. Jimmy, give us the renewing your mind. Romans well, 12, 1 Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Right. So Romans 12, 1 and 2, that is, listen, that's the, the relapse part. Mm. Okay, he says, "Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by your mind." You relapse in your mind, people right. first, in your heart and in your mind. Right? Yeah. It's not the action; it's not the physical action. When you pick up and use, you just picked up and, and used. That's why Colossians says, "Set your mind on things above." Right. You're not on things the, below. That's you right. Gotta, you know. That's right, Jimmy. That's dead on. So what happens is you stopped renewing your mind. You stopped walking in the spirit, okay? And you started conforming back to right. the patterns of the world, right? right. 
You do what the world does. The world doesn't pick up their Bible. The world doesn't pray. The world doesn't do the devotions. The world doesn't really go to church. They don't do that stuff. Maybe they go to church on Easter because they, whatever. But they, you started conforming back to the patterns of the world mm. instead of transforming and renewing your mind. Right. You, now, st- go ahead. you were talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, this is the, if you don't want the fruit of sin, stay out of the devil's orchard. <laughs> Very true. So if you don't want, what, what was that again? If you, you don't, don't want, want the, f- the fruits of sin, sin mm-hmm. stay out of the devil's orchard. Right, right. So let's just go through it again. So I, I want this to be ingrained in your mind. And this is just, listen, you don't have to be a Christian who relapses. This is just where people go back into depression. They go back into whatever life controlling. They go through those valleys. They go, th- listen, this is how you stay out of those things. Mm. Or when you're in that valley, you can continue going through it. Mm. You pick up the Bible, you start walking. That's the effort. That's the walk of the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. Continue to do that walking, and then you become led by the Spirit, right? right? Now, the Bible, which is Spirit, and the Spirit that's inside you, they're working in unison together, right? right. Somewhere it says that they, um, man, I think it's in Romans or something. You know what I'm talking about? The Spirit inter- testifies with our spirit. You know what verse yeah, that is? That we are the children of God. Yeah, so they start testifying to one another. The Spirit's yeah. inside of you, the, the Spirit of the Word, they start testifying one another, and now it's leading you. And then once you're done, after a while, you're being led so much, it's just because it's because who becomes who you are. Right. It's your lifestyle. You live by it every day, in and out. It is your lifestyle. But then what happens, I'm just going to reiterate one more time because I want people to really get this, mm-hmm. is that they stop doing the walking part. And that's why he says, if we live by the Spirit, Paul's saying, if you've gotten to that point where you live by this thing, it is your life, it is your everyday, he goes right back to, let us also walk in the spirit. Go back to the walking part. Yeah. Don't forget the walking part. Which what started every day. I meditate on it day and night. It doesn't say and then stop. Keep doing it. Right? right. And here's a here, and I'll use this analogy. If you found a good dope spot, right? Would you stop going to that dope spot? No. You'd keep going back to that spot because that's what keeps getting you the highest. And Paul basically says, listen, you're living by this thing now. Mm-hmm. Go back to what got you there. Right. Keep on doing that same darn thing, right? And we know that the relapse does not happen when you use. That's the day you use. Relapse happens in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's an emotional state. It's what happens. So I have some scriptures I want to talk about that Good. Good. to kind of support that too. Where's the bad company corrupts good morals? That's one thing we got to pay attention. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. What's it say? Read the whole it thing. It says, speed. Okay. All right. Well, you, while you look it up, I'm going to well, tell you this one right here. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So here's one thing, too, that a lot of people do, and this is what keeps them from walking because they, they, they start worrying. It says, Matthew 6, 34, so do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will, take, will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. When that, listen, NA is not teaching anything new uh, just for today. That's not like some uh, great thing that some man came up with, all right? That's biblical. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, listen, just for today, right? So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
just for today. Stop. Get, you look down the road too far. You're seeing too many things going on. Oh, my gosh. I got these fines. I got a court date. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to get to work or I need a job. I don't have to pay this bill. Stop. Stop. Get through today. What do you got? Okay. Well, I'll read it, but and then I'll quote it from how I know it in the King James. This NIV says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And in the King James, I know it as be not deceived. Right. For God is not mocked. Uh, no, be not deceived. Evil company corrupts good morals. That's right. So whenever, and Paul says about three times in the New Testament, do not be deceived. And if he tells us don't be deceived, that means we're liable to be deceived. That's right. And That's we right. are deceived by evil company. That's right, right. Bad company corrupts good morals, right? Listen, I've learned this, and this is so true. You are the sum mm -hmm. of your uh, associations. associations, right? The people you hang around, the people you are with, you are the sum of those people. So let's say you got one guy, he's an eight, you got somebody's a three and a four, mm -hmm. you're going to probably be like a five. That's the level you're going to be at, right? right? But if you hang around with people who are sevens, eights, nines, tens, nines, eights, you're going to be an 8.5, mm -hmm. right? That's what I want to be. And I'm going to tell you, that's what has kept me and what got me to where I'm at. I right. hung around guys who were eights, nines. You, Jimmy, Mike Keen, uh, Lou Constantini, those guys. I hung around those. those I became the sum of those guys, right? Go ahead, Jimmy. The company you keep will determine the trouble you meet. I love it. The company you keep will determine the trouble you meet. And they always say, you want to show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Listen, it's so true. Yeah. It is so true. You don't want to relapse. There's a few things you got to continue to keep doing. Number one, you got to hang around the right people. Mm. The Bible talks about it clearly over and over again. Bad company corrupts good morals. You've got to pick the right friend. You know what my motto is? I want to be the weakest link in my circle of friends, which is very limited, very narrow, maybe five, six mm -hmm. people that I, I would say are my core group of friends. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that I'm the weakest link. Because mm -hmm. if I'm the weakest link, that means I'm in good company. Yeah. Unless I'm like a one and those guys are twos. But, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm a one. So hopefully I'm a seven or eight and I'm hanging around nines or tens, which is only going to lift me up, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, do you, what do you say about friends? Uh, well, you, here's you, another one. Oh. Uh, well, friends are like uh, the go. buttons there you go. In, a, in an elevator. They're either going to take you up or bring you down. They're either going to take you up, bring you down. So yeah. one, Christians relapse because they hang out with the wrong people, right? Yeah. They go back to those old friends, right? Yeah. Number two, Christians um, relapse because they don't stay in the word. They get the walking, they get the leading, they get the living, and then they forget to go back to the walking part, right? They go back to what they know. They go, they stop doing that, and then they start conforming to the patterns of the world because as a fool, as a, what is it? As a dog returns to its vomit, so, so a does a fool, fool return to his folly, and so does a pig return to its mud. That's right. Second right. Peter 2.22 quotes uh, another psalm. Right. So that's one thing. Then we start worrying. Another th reason Christians relapse is from worry. Oh, boy. Listen, the Bible clearly states just for today, right? He, we right. just talked about it, right? Be, don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough problems each, of its own. Yeah. Each day has each enough day of its own. So just for today is nothing new. That is a biblical text. That is what Jesus taught us. It's nothing new. Then people start, they have a lot of anxiety. 
They have anxiety about a lot of things, but the Bible says, "Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication." And supplication. Right. So, the requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding. You forgot one part. Will keep your heart and mind in Christ. You forgot one part. What? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving. Did you say that? No. I think you missed that. With I missed it. Thanksgiving. We've got to listen. That is so uh, the key. You, what gratitude? Yes. You think we have to have an attitude of gratitude? Most definitely, because yes. it's all about perspective of your situation, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. You got to look at what the Lord has done. See, we forget. Um, see, we're quick to forget what the Lord has done for us in our life. Okay. I, when I'm going through something, first of all, the first thing I do is I just re- look. I say I take a step back and I look and I look at my wife. I look at my kids. I look at my life as a whole, where I'm at today. And the first thing I go is, wow. I know I'm going through something, but God, has, look where God has brought me right. to now. All right, I have to put the situation in perspective, right? And then I have to look at other people, and I see them, and I'm like, "Wow, that's where you were, Sean, but look where you are now." Amen. Okay, it, it could be so much worse for you right now. All right, have the right perspective. So I'm grateful even when I'm going through trials. Yes, uh, you have to be. But you if know we, what trials do for you? They they make you grow. Right. It's like. It's like gold is refined in the fires, and our faith is refined in trials, and it purifies us. It burns out the impurities out of our life, and we become more valuable right. to the Lord. Right. So the trials put stress on you, which when you put a lot of stress on, like a lump of coal becomes a diamond, and I right. think that's a great analogy that when God puts stress on you, uh, he's there's a reason for it, right? Or he allows it to go into you. But th- for me, what, what I make sure I do is I don't get anxious. I don't look at the things that... That, that are coming at me. I just look at where I was right. and where I am now. And when stress and anxiety uh, get you down, uh, just don't let it get you down except on your knees. That's right. That's right. So, and then, so the one thing we forget to do is we start to pray, yeah. right? So Christians relapse for multiple reasons. One, they stop walking with the Lord, right? They stop reading their word. Number two, they stop praying. They stop that communication, that intimate communication with God. They stop going to church. They stop doing their devotions, right? They get caught up in, in the cares of the world. And then for what kept them and what got them so far is the thing that they give up, and it takes them right back. Right. Here's another verse that we're talking about. It's in Old Testament. Joshua 1.8 says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. That's right. Meditate on the Word of God. And then what a lot of people do, too, is they start to isolate themselves. Oh, boy. Okay? Now, what I'd say about banana, if the banana leaves the bunch, it's going to be stripped, eaten, and eaten for lunch. Don't leave the bunch. <laughs> do not leave. Right? So they isolate themselves, right? No, and the that. worst thing you can do is isolate yourself when you're dealing with something. You've got to talk it out, especially if you do something wrong. What's the Bible say? Confess your sins to one another, right? Confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. Okay. Now, I don't believe he's talking about a, a, a physical healing there. Okay. A lot of people put that in as a physical healing, and that's debatable. I don't think the text calls for a physical healing there. I think it calls for a spiritual and emotional healing, right? That if I confess my sin to you, listen, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm struggling with, help me here. I'm confessing my sin to you. It's a, it brings about a healing, right, in your spirit and in your soul and allows you 
to minister to me, right? Mm-hmm. It allows the Lord, one, I'm confessing to God, he forgives me, and it helps you minister to me. So he says, you, sh- you will be healed. You will be healed emotionally, spiritually, uh, and in turn, that could cause some physical healing maybe, right, or something like that. But you may not physically relapse. I definitely would say that, right? So one thing is people isolate. They don't want to confess their sin. They don't want to talk it out. Um, one of the other things, too, is they start conforming back to the world. They stop using the Word of God. They start walking by the Word of God. They don't live by it anymore. They don't, they're not led by it anymore. They forgot their first love. The Bible says, you forgot my first love in Revelation. He's talking about the church. that you forgot your first love uh, and have drifted from me. Right? So those are all important things that we need to know. But the main text, Galatians 5, 16 through 26, I want this ingrained in your mind. You start walking, you become led, then it becomes your lifestyle. But Paul says, do not forget to go back to the walking part. Because if you forget that, you will become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Right? And that is how relapse happens for the Christian. Mm-hmm. Tried and true every single time. And I'm not just saying relapse back to addiction, but I'm just saying relapse back into some type of backslidden state. I don't know if you remember, there's an old hymn that said, when you walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still. And with all who will trust and obey. Very good, very good. I don't know that one, no, but I like old. it. That's an old one. So that's it for tonight, people. Listen, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, everybody who was on Facebook Live. Thank you for our 92.9, 1460 AM. Thank you, Mike Lindell from My, My Pillow, Pillow, the My Pillow guy, for first of all supporting us and helping yes. us continue this radio thing. Uh, I hope to get him on my show one time okay. uh, because he has a history of addiction. I think it would be cool to find out cool. what, what he overcame and how he overcame. Yeah. Uh, we're probably going to start moving the show eventually, uh, maybe to a different time slot. One, because we're going to probably do it. I, I, I'm going to be in Pennsylvania, but I'll be able to do it from out there kind of remotely. I think I'm working with Joe. We're trying to set something up, Good. Facebook Live and Radio Live. But Jimmy will still be able to be on. He'll be able to come in and chime in uh, during okay. certain days and stuff like that. And okay. it'll, we'll be able to keep going. So, everybody, thank you so much for tuning thank in. You. Listen, don't forget, Friday night's Overcomers group right here in the, in the uh, Life Center building. Don't forget, this Sunday morning, you want to come. Yes. Right? Addiction must fall. Part of the series of Goliath must fall that our pastor, Pastor Russ, is... Um, up doing, and he's going to be talking about addictions. He's going to talk a little bit about his perspective from it, his daughter's perspective of it. It's going to be a great, great uh, church service, and I would highly recommend you come. And thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you hopefully next week. Bro.